0: Sometimes I feel a little mad. But don't you know that knowing alive can always be an angel When things go wrong, I seem to be bad. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Sometimes I'm so carefree with the joy that's hard to hide And sometimes it seems that All I have to do is worry And then you're bound to see my other side I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood If I seem Jesus Oh, oh, oh baby, don't you know I'm human I Have thoughts like any other one Sometimes I find myself long regretting some foolish thing, some little sinful thing I've done. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please let me be misunderstood.
1: This is Eric Burden and the Animals, and I just felt this was a, a very appropriate song
2: for today's podcast. Hello, everybody. How are hello, you? Hello, 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 friends. Hello. How's everyone today?
1: I just, you know, it's one of those things where you, you, you ever get a song stuck in your head and, you know, you're reading something and, and it, you know, pertains to the story and it just, like, all of a sudden, like... Oh, gotta use it gotta
2: use it it's true it's true it's it's funny that we're talking about the connection between the music and books because on a drive this afternoon with my daughter um, iris came on mm-hmm. and that song is plays a major role in the book uh the real series by katie evans i don't know if any of you have read that but if not highly recommend all of her stuff but that, that series just captivated me and uh, music played such it, it, I was explaining to my daughter that a lot of times the artists uh, people will have playlists or even their authors will include playlists in the back of their books mm-hmm. and um, it just really pretty cool when I was asking earlier about how people are doing Kenzie says she's feeling peaceful today which I love that's good Betty says she's good watching the news and images of Hurricane Dorian's destruction. And that's
1: not. I've, good I've been
2: doing that too, Betty. It's highly disturbing um, and very, very uh, just, uh, just hard to see the devastation. Um, I'm thankful for those who are safe, um, but I know it's going to be a really long recovery. Um, I see Annette joined us. Hello. Hello. It's good to see you. Mm-hmm. And Betty says she likes the song, so does Lori. And she knows what you mean, Pam. It happens to me when I read the Gabriel series or any book I really love. <laughs> so
0: Yeah,
1: well, yeah, I don't, you know, just, uh, you know, when we were going, we were going through the the chapter and, you know, I'm writing up the notes and there, you had the questions that Sr answered and I read one of the answers and I was like, ah, oh, got to go in the brain. I love it. So I said, okay. So I I posted it a couple times out on Twitter, and, you know, so why not? It was fun. Um, so we got some announcements. Yes, we do. Some interesting news, I think.
2: I do, too.
1: So SR, very kindly, um, in his note to us this week, said that... Um, He was talking about filming locations, and, you know, like he he felt a little bit, uh, he was a little worried that people had started putting in their um, requests for travel and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, for Toronto. And that um, the filming really wasn't going to, he said the filming's not going to be happening in Toronto, unfortunately. So he... um, I
2: know, I'm so, I'm sad about that. Yeah,
1: I am, too. Um, I am, too. It
2: would have been really cool if they could have done it, but I understand, you know? Yeah. And um, Kenzie goes, me, LOL. That's okay, mm-hmm. Kenzie. Come on. There is never a bad time to go to Toronto, though, right?
1: That's very, very true. Very true. So, <laughs> but what he did say was that there was a uh, a prospect of where they were going to be filming, and that was going to be in... Uh, either new york or pennsylvania and also in italy um and i read something earlier today uh, on his twitter feed that if it, they do go to uh italy it's probably going to be earlier in the month in october but that's not oh that's certain. good
2: yeah i i didn't i didn't catch that because i haven't been on social media today and um Kenzie said uh that it, maybe it's difficult to film right now because the school year just started at the university, which could be very true. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzie said she got a little ahead of herself with her plan. Yeah. And
1: forgive us, we are having a little bit of a, of a technical issue here. So if we pop in and out, you'll we'll understand. And
2: uh, Yeah, well... Pam knows yesterday, Pam knows yesterday, I was, when I, we got the responses back from the questions, and, and he says, I can tell you things are proceeding as we approach October in the filming. It will be a multi-episode series, and it will be shot in the U.S. and in Italy. I'm not sure what locations in the U.S. will be used, although I've heard rumors of locations in New York State and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. I am so excited. (laughs) because you know i i felt toronto was still He's striking distance um (laughs) so new york state and pennsylvania we're going to find a way and those who can't join us we are going to make sure we capture it for you absolutely yeah annette said i so wish i could go to the set but vacay is all for my son to see him graduate boot camp well Come on, and at that, of that, course, would the be most important. Uh, the best vacation of all. And what an incredible milestone for him. So I'm uh, uh, sorry <laughs> so for that at all. And I think we will, if I hopefully get to go, if I'm even on the East Coast, I will um, <laughs> definitely take pictures. Um, <laughs> Betty says, is Willie touching the equipment again? Yes, uh, he is. Yes, Betty, Willie is, and no, I'm not broadcasting, uh, podcasting from uh, Chick-fil-A or any other crazy location. I'm usually <laughs> where, uh, just broadcasting where I normally do, so Willie is, uh, I think Willie's getting jealous of Gabriel. What do you think? I think so. <laughs> I think so. The fact that
1: Gabriel's going to
2: be, you know, it's becoming this,
1: I think, the, as SR said, it was going to be a series and that
2: uh yes uh, i'm really happy about that i'm guessing it's kind of like driven if anyone watched the passion flicks uh making of the the book driven it mm-hmm. was i think there were six episodes maybe and our discovery of witches has eight episodes of the book so that and was one of my that was one of my hopes actually because initially we were talking big screen movie Mm -hmm. and then i was thinking oh but if we have a series we could get so much more like outlander absolutely um
1: yeah because when his note he says i can tell you that things are proceeding as we approach october in the filming of gabriel's inferno it will be a multi-episode series and it will be shot in the u.s and in italy and i'm not sure of the locations in the u.s rumors are, are new york state or and pennsylvania um, so, you know, that, which is, he says, keep an eye out for the founding, on the found, founding members information for the, uh, visits to the set. You I, and just as an FYI, I was on the Passionflix, uh, site today. Cause I, you know, they're, they're on my Facebook and the, you know, that group feed they have, and they're one of the ones that are up there. And it said, um, one of the comments made about, uh, set visits is that they fill up very quickly so keep an eye Mm -hmm. out so you can fill out that google doc that they ask you to fill out if you're going to be coming in for it so
2: oh my gosh pam i might have to have you uh oh of course you know you're gonna have to (laughs) it's gonna be like (laughs) put me down girl put me down exactly (laughs) exactly Oh, my gosh. It'll be like camping out for tick concert tickets, you know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I think I've told you this. I saw that Lori said said, um, she became a founding member of Passionflix so that she might be able to catch the next time. And Kenzie said she's a little sad about Toronto, but she understands. Uh, Lori asked Betty um, if if she thinks the filming might be close to her. And Betty says she lives in NYC. It depends on where they film. Um, and she also says the more time we spend with Gabriel and Paul, the better. Here, here. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and <Annette>, that <laughs> I left it. She goes, she goes, okay, locations are great, but the cast, I need the cast info. Yes, we do. I know. Don't. That- They're going to keep us. That is, I guarantee we won't hear about the the, the prime players. I, my predict. You know what? Maybe we should. Hmm. Maybe we should have some kind of like uh you know you know how people guess when, when their friends are having the baby, like what date, like a, a are, pool, yeah, right? A pool as to when the date's Let's gonna be announced. Guess the date well I, you know <laughs> guess I, the date when they're announcing Gabriel and Julia. I, I <laughs> I'm i thinking the very end of September. I think so too,
1: because I know that they're just cat they've just I think
2: been, I think they're gonna make us wait till the very, very end. Well, Torture us.
1: They will make it to the very, very end for Gabriel and Julia. I will say that because that's what uh, Tosca <laughs> said in and a while ago. But I've noticed that in, they've just done the the will and they've they've gotten finally, I think they've gotten the cast for that announced, and they're going to be start filming very soon on that, I'm sure. And after that mm. film that's when the gabriel Gabriel will film. The fact that it's going to be multiple episodes might tend to make the filming a little bit longer, which is.
2: I am hoping. (laughs) I am hoping that's the case. And, and. Betty's. Oh, go ahead.
1: And, like I said, I, I heard somewhere, I don't know which, I don't know whether it was in the Argyle Empire, whether it was the Fox Den, whether it was. In my dreams, I just don't remember where I saw this, but I, that I did read something where they think that Italy is going to be first because of just the, uh, you know, the, the timing, and, and it's mm-hmm. not going to be a big long filming in Italy. And when you think about it, in, in Gabriel's Inferno, yes, they went to the Uffizi and what ha- and, and that uh, they went at that uh, little place in Todi, but they really didn't do a lot of film a lot there. Now, if they're going to be filming multiple books from the series at one shot in Italy, then that could happen. As far as you know, a C C and that kind of stuff. So
2: well, and I don't know, but I don't know if they've decided that they're doing that. I thought, you know, in terms of how they're filming it, I don't know if they're filming all. I I don't know if they're filming I. Thought well, they were just filming in Gabriel's Inferno. They
1: are, but what I'm saying is, is that because of the cost of of taking a whole operation to a different country like Italy, mm-hmm. that and there's you know in the three books there is a bit of Italy in all three, yeah. that they may want to film right. all three Italy uh, scenes that they want to film there. Right. They'll hold off on on Rapture and Redemption. And you know, for when they're filmed, but they would have you know, only because it economically that would be the the, the way to go,
2: yeah. You know, I just I'm just trying to think contractually how that would work. If I can see definitely getting more B roll and background, but it'll be fun to see, yeah. It will I'm be. curious, it will be, you know, and it's, and. And you know, the and thing- we'll have to get the scoop from our friends who are going to be in Italy to see that filming. Because I know, I know there's going to be some people who get over there. Oh. I, I'm sad it won't be us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine in but New York told me, a friend of mine in New York told me, when they're filming in Italy and you get it, call me because I've got 116,000 Amex points. Oh and my I'll gosh. get us there. I'll get us there. I was like, yeah, okay. Whatever.
2: <laughs> Go but. for it, Pammy. <clears throat> you know so know. <laughs> uh, Betty was saying if they film upstate in New York, it might be a challenge for her since she doesn't have a car. She says she wishes she could be a fly on the wall and watch some of the audition tapes. Um, oh. Annette says, who knows? They may not let us know until the first day of filming. Oh, my gosh. And Annette, that's a good possibility. That is a good possibility. Um, Lori said <laughs> they will be the last to be announced. And Kenzie's saying, I'm hoping I can make it to the premiere. I couldn't wait until a week or two before the location announcements. Where did SR say they would film in Italy in early October? I couldn't find it.
1: As I said, I I saw on on one of the, uh, it was a comment on one of the sites. I don't know whether it was the Fox Den, whether it was Argyle Empire, whether it was uh, Gabriel's Inferno Mm -hmm. group, whether it was Passion Flicks, But I saw something like that that there was that was the the good possibility and (laughs) and if you think of you know with the Uffizi they're not I I, you know they may be able to close down the Uffizi for the night for a time being but during the day and the weather in Italy this time of year is still really nice and you still have a lot of tourists I doubt very much they're going to close it down for a day shoot they right. you know, they they may want to take backgrounds and do green screen type things. I don't know. You don't. I don't know. What do <laughs> I know?
2: I, well, I know um, that Betty also mentioned um, that she agrees with you, Pam, that they already have the writer. They can film those scenes while they're in Italy. Lori said they would have to get all actors commit to doing all three movies um, and Betty also said I wonder who's in charge of purchasing the famous purple towel can you imagine <laughs> looking for a small purple towel if it's I, even in there you hope it is but if, if it's <laughs> even in there I know we'll have to see if that scene if that scene made it in Annette said we'll see some scene makers with the actors holding them scene markers with the actors holding them uh, the weight is killing me <laughs> lol <laughs> Well, what? You and know, Kenzie yeah, says, "I'm afraid I won't bump into Sr like you did, Pam. Sr will most likely make his Al- Alfred Hitchcock appearance there." <laughs> she said, <laughs> "I looked into Florence, but it was $1,700 for a flight there in October." Yeah. Kenzie, I can tell you, there are some cheaper flights. I am telling you that right now, but it might not be direct to Florence, and that's uh, that's the thing. Uh, that I've I've learned sometimes you have to fly to another city and public transit it over. Um, I just saw some ridiculous air deals going on going to Athens, um, but I suggest try look up. Uh, there's a, a flight Google Flights usually is really good, and Hopper. Hopper, yeah. The app Hopper is really good too. It's still yeah. expensive, don't get me wrong. If it wasn't, we would all be trying to get there. true. but um,
1: so, so I think
2: true. maybe it depends on when in October too.
1: When in October and you know the other thing is too is where you're flying from. I mean, you and I are close to uh, international airlines like where El- Alitalia mm-hmm. or or something would fly over there easily Mm-hmm. Um, you because know, I, I know like British Airways flies out right out of Philadelphia as does the Irish airline and the one that goes to Iceland and that kind of stuff. And I, if, you know, push come to shove, I, I, I can only set up to New York, either Newark or JFK.
2: Right.
1: Well, in Oklahoma, you may have to fly to like Chicago and then from Chicago over, which would, which would make it uh, a little bit different.
2: Right. Oh, definitely. Or I you fly down. I think Chicago might be less money than going down to Texas and over. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Kenzie, don't got know. me thinking, girl. I'm, I might be I might be trying to dig up some look around that flights that you might possibly be able to do. I guess we, we girls can dream, can't we?
1: Of course. Of
2: course. Because <laughs> um, so. I know... I know uh, there's there's lots of possibility, and she Kenzie already booked her flight to Toronto in October, which would be a beautiful time of year to go. Oh yeah, just beautiful. It's gonna be
1: a gorgeous time of year, and you know with the the leaves changing in the fall, and yeah, it'll be And I, the the weather will you know it's not gonna be real cold. I was up there this time last year, and I my uh, my friend Noreen who I went with. She's packing like these heavy clothes. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And she said, well, because it's it's Canada and it's, it's going to be cold. I said, no, it's not. So fortunately, our friend Sarah, who lives in Toronto, also said, Get, what are you talking about getting cold? Bring yourself a fleece or a jacket. Wear your summer things. You'll be fine.
2: So. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Ken, Kenzie said... We should come up to Toronto in October. I would love to do that, Kenzie. I just have to see when. Uh, maybe we could talk offline about that. Yeah. Oh, she just said the dates. Oh, I can't go. Kenzie, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on the West Coast at that time. Oh. oh.
1: Well, I'm going to see West you. Coast. We will connect at some point. At some point, yes, we will. Um, and that also asked, did any of you see the CBS Sunday Morning dedicated to Italy and Florence? And yes, I,
2: I did. not. I, I heard did. that they were doing it, and I but I didn't get to see it.
1: I did, and uh, Jane Pauley was in not the well. She went. They they showed the Uffizi, but I think she was in the Academia uh, where the Statue of David is, and they also found uh, Sting, who has a summer uh, residence in Tuscany.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Another reason to go to Italy. <laughs> so,
1: and Kenzie says we can all meet it in March at the premiere. That's right.
2: Ooh, I love that idea. I
1: think it's a great idea. So,
2: and Annette says it's online. Um, so we will check that out. Yeah, oh, it was a
1: it was a great episode. I was just, I was like, oh, I've been there. I know that place. Yeah, that was kind of fun.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, I know I lived vicariously. My daughter studied abroad, as many of you guys know. Last year, um, she was in in Athens, and for one of her for her spring break, uh, part of her spring break was in Italy, and she met up with another friend of hers who was in Milan, and they traveled to Florence. And they traveled to, oh my gosh, a couple other places in Italy. I'm forgetting, obviously Rome. But her pictures of Florence just blew me away.
0: Yeah. It was very
2: oh. exciting. So to be there live and to really, well, you know, uh, I was just excited to see, I, I'm always excited when I hear about people's travels, Yeah, let alone if I get lucky enough to do it. So,
1: Well, you know, uh, Kenzie asked if uh, as she thought so I would go to Florence and, uh, I'm sure he would go to Italy. I don't think he'd pass up any chance to go to Italy if he could, to be honest I know, you, especially if it's a it.
2: business trip.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
2: and, I don't yeah. have high hopes that he's going to be hanging out in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but SR, you're welcome to come. Absolutely. I've got donuts. <laughs> we actually have a very beautiful state. It is beautiful. I have beautiful. a great appreciation for Pennsylvania, and it's really a lovely state and... Um, we have great donuts here too. Yes. So,
1: and if it's upstate New York, I've been through upstate New York as well. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a gorgeous area if they, if they're going into like, uh, I think, uh, Kenzie mentioned something, she saw something about Syracuse. That's a gorgeous, oh, gorgeous area as far as, you know, the foliage and all that kind of stuff. It's not far from the Finger Lakes um it's uh right near um uh what what is it um the baseball hall of fame it's not right far. cooperstown 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 Which is oh i and i we my my son and husband and i used to take a weekend trip at the end of september every year to cooperstown because the the they at the end of September, they changed their hours for the Hall of Fame, it's not opened as late, and the town pretty much rolls up its streets at six o'clock, and that's the end of Cooperstown for the day. But um, it's such a gorgeous area, like uh, at Seago is there, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Who wrote Natty Bumpo and Last of the Mohicans? James Fenimore Cooper.
2: James Fenimore Cooper has a whose family was the name, on. you know, was the reason they named the town Cooperstown. Right,
1: and I know that that mm-hmm. his his uh, home that was right on the lake is now a museum, an art museum, and it's phenomenal. And they, but one of the things that I always got a kick out of, there's a tree in the front yard. Where it would take twenty people holding their arms out, hand in hand, to go around the base of the tree, it is that old. So, I just think it'd be so cool.
2: And it's 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 well, I know. And actually, in all honesty, I think Sr would love Cooperstown. Oh. Um, you and I have talked about that. We have a very uh, very strong love of that town. Our families both had um, very wonderful memories of going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking a little more in our chat room. And if anyone has a chance to go up there, you should. I really Absolutely. highly recommend it. Um, Annette mentioned that that CBS Morning Story is really, really good. It was a beautiful way to show everyone mm-hmm. who dreams of going there what to see and eat and expect, which mm-hmm. I'm loving. It what makes me really want to see it. And and Kenzie was asking about do the leaves change that early in October in Toronto. And I'm saying Yes. Absolutely, because yeah, P- uh, Pennsylvania's fall foliage peak is in October, and since uh, Toronto's north of that, um, you will be in the full swing of that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, beauty. Cool. It uh, you will definitely be seeing the leaves change. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely,
1: it'll be gorgeous.
2: It will. It will be uh, really uh, gorgeous.
1: And and, uh, Kenzie, I think you'll have a great time while you're there. You really will. It's such a a great town and great places to go and eat. And, you know, the public transportation is so, so great uh, as far as the streetcars or the trams, as I think they call them, and the Mm -hmm. subway system and the bus system.
2: Oh, Uh, definitely.
1: it, It just every on every street that runs east to west, there's either a tram, or a bus, or a tram and a bus, uh, I mm-hmm. know that the main subway <laughs> is this big U, so.
2: And I was just going to say what she wrote. She's going to be going crazy with her camera. I literally was thinking that with the fall foliage and all of the, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was going crazy with my camera. Wasn't I <laughs> can. You were. The, the, <laughs> I was taking photos everywhere with my phone. Um, <laughs> It was good. (laughs) Lori says, envy is not good, but I envy you all.
1: (laughs) And yes, Yorkville is a very nice area. It's a little bit above the University of Toronto area. Um, It's like because they break down into neighborhoods. So you're just going to be just north of the University of Toronto. Uh, You'll be near, uh, I think it's Queens Park, I think they call it. And um, Casa Roma is up that way. Oh, that's right. So we yeah, not get to
2: see that. No, we didn't. The time well, we're that only I, the, my, the trip I was, I think I went there when I was in high school for my, you know, when I went on my choir trip, mm-hmm. but Probably. I have not been there. It'll have to be next time. Next time. Yes. My
1: sister, I, her trip for, I was for French club. She went to Montreal and Quebec.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Another beautiful part of the world,
1: and I have a friend up there right now. <laughs> he cracks me up. he's um he's in Niagara Falls. We we're heading to Niagara on the Lake today. And oh. he's a theater geek. He's a theater geek. I uh, went to the same high school as Bruce Springsteen. knew oh my gosh. Some of the guys from the band that were from the area. Um, oh, my gosh. And I, I worked with him for a long number of t- a long a, a whole lot of years. Uh, you know the guy who was the bad guy in Titanic. Was his name Billy Zane or something like that?
2: The uh-huh. actor. I remember. Yes.
1: He's a good friend of his. I mean, you know, oh, I mean, cool. because they all grew up in the same neighborhood. So, which is real, real, real it, interesting.
2: It's a small world. It is a it very re- small world. Really is. But he's it's having really a good really time.
1: Is. I should have have said, oh, go look up Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, 79, on Instagram. He might have something (laughs) to
2: talk about. Anyway. (laughs) Yep, Billy Zane is what Annette said. She confirmed it. Mm -hmm. And Kenzie says, I'm going to ask SR to go on a coffee date just to see his response, LOL. But I'm glad I got my mom to go, and she really wants to see Niagara. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. Your mother will not be disappointed. The Mm -hmm. falls itself are are amazing Mm -hmm. and if you can also stop at niagara on the lake which is a little town on the way between niagara falls and toronto highly recommend that too Niagara so beautiful
1: just it's just great great shopping on the main street although we didn't do that but (laughs) um irish harp has great food and maybe fiddlesticks will be playing if you go (laughs)
2: Oh, that's right. We will have to look to see if Fiddlesticks has any dates during the time you're there, Um, Kenzie. You, I think, and your mother would enjoy them very much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, Betty, I have not
1: been met Queen Elizabeth, but I was in her house.
2: (laughs) Well, she says, you know, everyone. And Kenzie says, I know, I swear Pam has lived nine lives like a cat. (laughs) No, not really.
1: <laughs> I, I just, I, I was telling this to my friend Phil the other day. I said, when I was in my early twenties, I made a vow to myself that I would live every moment of my life to the fullest because when I got 50 years down the road, I know what I've done. I can live on the memories and enjoy the memories that I've had. So
2: Yes. You know, it's interesting. I had that same kind of uh, commitment at about that same age. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually, I think it was really when I studied abroad. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to absorb every minute of every day and take it as the precious gift it is. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And live life to the fullest, like you say. Um, And I just want to. Because not, not everyone has the privilege of getting another birthday. No, and to be very
1: honest with you, my 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 life is somewhat very mundane and boring. As a matter of fact, you would
2: never believe it from what we your stories you have though, Pam.
1: No, I know, but I, <laughs> you know, they're, they're memories, they're things that I've done. You know, Eric, mm-hmm. this guy that I that I worked with this guy who's up in Canada right now, and I worked with him for about ten years. So you know, you get to know people and you meet their life stories a little bit. So. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool. So,
2: Kenzie's go- definitely
1: going on the Gabriel tour.
2: Yes, you have to go see Julia's apartment. Yes. I sent her a picture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was crazy. And I will of have course. you
1: know, I am listening to Gabriel's <laughs> Inferno on audio. You know, hmm. Morgan's voice is incredible. But today, I love him so. Today, I between last night and today is the build-up to the big office scene when <laughs> um you know she picks him up out of the lobby to go home so that the golem isn't there and
2: i love that scene. and
1: you know they didn't she he gets mad at her because she's in his his underwear and stuff and <laughs> and she's hiding out in her apartment he's leaving flowers and and then, uh, you know, they're in the classroom at the lecture that he's decided to air their dirty laundry in a Dante context. And she <laughs> b- brings it up even more personal in the Dante context. And I'm just, they, as, as I shut the car off to come inside earlier is when they were kissing in the office and getting ready to leave, so.
2: Oh my gosh, it's so Oh my God, good. yes, yes,
1: yes. Oh, I don't As know. Betty
2: uh, says, Miss Mitchell, Miss Mercurial, I cannot wait, can't wait to see it. It's gonna be good. Uh, but I, I agree with Betty too. I'm going to miss Morgan and Promise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's
2: make- uh, just uh, he was just such a talented, gifted actor.
1: Oh, his voice was incredible too.
2: Really. As so. best but he says that was the best seminar ever <laughs> poor Paul is right poor Paul I know that's the thing I was like could we be extras in the could we be extras in the, the <laughs> seminar can we be students in the back
1: <laughs> well I want to be Miss Picton I you know I'm closer in age to her so it's.
2: Uh, I'm looking that'll be fun so, so sexy, she said. And Kenzie said, "Sr did Sr's novels justice." Very, very true. And, oh, and then, and then, oh, Mr. Kangle came out, the neighbor. Oh yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm oh, wondering, so, Is that? Could that be? Sr. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I, it won't be Sr in the real in the movie, though. No, I know. He's I know gonna. He's. It'll be interesting to see if he actually does a cameo. I bet you he if, will, if he's going to torture he... us and say, yes, I was in the film. <laughs> that's exactly
1: it. <laughs> Find he's going to torture us. <laughs> he's going to say, yes, I was in the film, but you'll never know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is, you know, hey, he wants to keep his anonymity. That's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. He's got,
1: he does what he's got to do.
2: Yeah, and actually, I I respect that, and I never want to push that no. too far. I mean, we do joke. Wouldn't it be funny to you know if he was in the film? And but I, you know, if you're committed to having that p- level of privacy, I want to respect that absolutely. And I think the fact he's been able to keep his anonymity for this long is pretty remarkable. Yep. So,
1: and even I, from I, other authors, I love it. Even from mm-hmm. other authors that he knows. Right. has never met him. She mm-hmm. knows him through Twitter and email and um, fan fiction. Right. And uh, Deborah Harkness knows him, but only through Twitter and email and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They've never met face to face. I don't think he's met anybody face to face, to be honest with you. I know unless I know. he's Pierre Trudeau <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> I <think he's> <laughs> Lori says she
2: respects his privacy and she says he really does need to sneak in somehow Kenzie says I brought it up once and he said it was a good choice for Kringle she said I would die I need to see Mr. Kringle in the adaptation mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yes Paul is sexy too I love his voice absolutely yes, Absolutely. I I'm eager to see who they cast as Paul. Truthfully, because I just I loved his character. Yeah. I don't have the Betty level of love for his character, but no. I, I really did. Well, I, and I love the friendship I had, and the I had that the whole storyline.
1: I had the weirdest thing the other night. I was gone as I'm listening to the story and I'm going on and thinking about it. And wouldn't it be funny in some ways that mm-hmm. Paul is? I think. Paul's supposed to be playing Vir- Virgil, to yes, uh, Dante, to, uh, Gabriel's Dante and Beat and Julia's Beatrice.
2: Her being the Beatrice,
1: what if Paul was Dante? Mm-hmm. Because of the unrequited love aspect, because in, in right. the Dante Dante and Beatrice never really connected.
2: Right, it was it was from afar. Yeah. It was, I know. I think that's an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I, I I think it would be as Betty says. Ooh, I, it yeah, Kenzie says it, hit me. It, it. would be interesting to think. You know, there's there so many different takes. You ways you could take it. Exactly. Um, Betty says, I bet the boss will probably just walk by next to Gabriel while Gabriel's standing in front of Prada and adjusting Mr. Twitchy. <laughs> we'll be so distracted with Gabriel that we won't notice. That's right. And Kenzie says I respect his privacy. If I have a part of myself that I want to know, but I also, um, but I also like the mystery. And Nina. She also said if Nina hasn't met him, we definitely won't. Sometimes I think SR is actually Gabriel, and we are reading his story. Uh, you are not alone in that no, uh, thought, Ms. Kenzie. A and, lot of people he, think this is a little autobiographical. And he said that he relates to
1: Gabriel. In some respects. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, if I'm not mistaken, um Catherine Picton is an actual
2: <laughs> person. So Catherine Picton is, yeah. So. I'm just howling because I read Betty's um, Paul can be my Dante, Virgil, sex god, whatever. It's all it's good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, so, it is all good. Yeah. Yes it but, would be fascinating you Well, know, we should actually get to yes Nicholas we have because uh, we, we we kind of need to we should wrap up around six around yeah. the top of the hour
0: yeah
2: um if possible yeah. so we're turning our tensions from from one sex god to, to another. another sex god um and uh, as, as we do that, I, I will read the last few comments about um, the SR. Um, Annette said she thinks the same thing. Lori said, I definitely think SR was a professor. Lori, I, I completely agree with that. I've said that for a long time. He was, if not a professor, he's in academia. He's, I have too many friends in academia things, some of the themes and the way he phrases things just really resonate, mm-hmm. although he does a lot of research. Um, Kenzie says, I think she is real too, Pam. He mentioned her in his acknowledgments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Pat Katherine Peckton, that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it says "SR has some spleen and to do. I love it. So as we turn from from Gabriel to this wonderful chapter, as you recall, we are in the midst of uh, post rescue mayhem. Um, the rescue team was able to get uh, and extract Acacia from her captors, uh, not without loss of life and without um, some really daunting and harrowing times for Acacia. She was uh, transported safely on a plane to Geneva and was uh, seen by a doctor and taken to a hospital. And uh, chapter 52 opens, um, as you recall, um, Acacia saw Rick and was really happy to see him and he was very comforting, but Nicholas was not there when she was flying um, en route to the hospital. Nicholas did not come and Acacia was really I think really devastated because he was the one person that she was really looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when chapter 52 opens, uh, Nicholas is actually sitting next to Acacia's hospital bed and she is unconscious at the time. And um, as the doctors had given her um, medicine and uh, medication to put her into sleep so she could start to heal. He had showered and shaved for the first time in days, and he hadn't slept much since Acacia had disappeared. You know, it, this scene—I—I I wrote to SR that I just thought this was an incredibly moving scene. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas, you could just tell his emotion was just so palpable. Oh yeah. Um, he, you know, he—you he, can just—and again, we always say this, but this is another film that ha- th- this is another story that has to be translated to film. Oh yeah, you could definitely
1: um, see him sitting. I by could the see
2: bed him by the bed. Your hand. Yes, Betty. Poor Nicholas is right. I agree. Um, you know, he was whispering to her. I thought you were dead. I was afraid you were dead, and he knew she couldn't hear him uh, because she was. She was. You know, she was out. Um, his damp hair brushed her hand. Uh, and as Lori says, it was heartbreaking.
1: And I really thought when he, when his damn hair brushed her hand, she might be waking, w- waking up. Right, right. And I, I to, thought I, so too. I meant to ask. Us, sorry, and I'm thinking about it now. Was she put in a medically induced coma? I
2: think, I think we, I think she or was. I think Lisa we talked about it. that. I think we talked about that. Um, obviously, not last week during our Nicholas party, book Bookman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, which SR loved by the way he, he did. really enjoyed all the books he said Nicholas would have been thrilled with all the books um, he made that uh, note in the email he sent us so Rick had told Nicholas that the doctor would not tell him about her injuries but he knew from the contractors um, who picked her up that they were con- they, she suffered a concussion a head wound, facial bruising and trauma to her lower back. Nicholas said he had known the doctor and she would never betray Acacia's confidence, which is true. She was very private when she spoke with her on the airplane. Rick assumed that she was asked about rape, and I think that even set Nicholas into a more downward spiral of of being upset because he thought that all of this was his fault. Rick assured him that they would have killed him to get to her, that it wasn't her fault, it wasn't his fault. And he said, look at her face. They've done God knows what to her, and it's all on me. And so we asked SR about this. We asked him why did Nicholas blame himself. And he said that Nicholas blamed himself because it was a result of his conflict with Acacia that she was kidnapped, or so he thinks. So he thinks because Akasia was upset and ran off and, and left, left him that she was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's, that's why he's feeling so much grief. So Rick told him that he should have seen her calmly thanking the contractors for rescuing her. It's as if they were taking her out for pizza. Nicholas said that was his girl, but he should have protected her. She should not have been, and she should not have had to have been this brave. Rick assured him that he did. He got her out of there. He protected her by rescuing her. And Nicholas stated that one bruise is one bruise too many. Um, but at least her father was not a threat to her now. The Syrians made contact con- with the contractors, and it's done. Rick said it was justice, but he would have liked to have had a crack at him and- personally because he was the one who did that to her face so that's when rick shared with him that her father was slapped her yeah um and bruised her face nicholas kissed her forehead and told rick to let her know that her mother has been moved and is safe um her mother's worried understandably but the fact is um when she wakes up when can arrange for them to talk to each other and I thought that was incredibly thoughtful as well, mm-hmm. um, because Acacia probably was terrified, even though she knew Nicholas moved him, that some way her father would have tracked down her mother. So I thought that was really beautiful that he did that for her. Yeah. Rick said, that's done. No problem. And then he asked how Mossad took the news. Rick- Nicholas said, he t- as well as could be expected, their deal with the Syrians was profitable, he was told and they promised to disavow him as he requested. Rick said they may as well as made him an agent for all the trouble it caused them. And Nicholas said, that's exactly why I wasn't an agent. I did not want things to escalate like this. Yeah, can you imagine him as an agent?
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: But, you know, I know earlier on, we've talked about this before, we really were thinking maybe he is an agent, maybe, um, you know, this these, um, pretenses he puts on are because he is working for, um, a government or another organization, um, just because of his vast resources and network. But Mm
1: -hmm.
2: he, he likes to operate and have things in his control, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. So then he, he comes back and he asks about Silka. Uh, did you, you know, did you get to warn her? And Nicholas couldn't remember, but Rick told him that uh, her handlers were warned and she went underground for a while. He said that the Mossad regret, probably would regret recruiting her. <laughs> I can see that. Um, so Nicholas reached up, he touched his scar and he'd, he'd completely forgotten and he asked if he had left his uh, prosthesis in Paris. Because when he reached up to his cheek, it wasn't there. And uh, he's Rick assured him that, they had it, that he had it when he left Paris. But after that, he couldn't remember. And, re- and, and this kind of surprised Nicholas. He says his parents never mentioned it. And pausing, and he looked down the, at akasi and said, she made me forget. Rick said she has, she has that effect on people. Nicholas then asked Rick if his opinion had changed of, about her. And his response to Nicholas was, she has a will of iron, and I respect that. Jesus I Nicholas love that. Said, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> Nicholas said, and kissed Acacia's forehead, then went over to Rick, extending his hand. Thank you, my friend. So we asked, um, uh, sorry, why did Nicholas say uh, Mossad will regret recruiting Silken? And he says, "Well, with respect to silk, it seems that she's di- she's difficulty flying under the radi- radar. So perhaps Mossad will regret re- recru- recruiting her." <laughs> I can't talk. I need wine. I need wine. <laughs> yes. I'll um, pour you a glass. <laughs> okay. So yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's the fact that she you know she doesn't even tell Nicholas that she's you know not doing anything with him anymore, and is flying herself around and with paparazzi with an an American actor, you know. That's uh, something else. Yeah. So then we also uh, asked why did Nicholas's parents not mention the prosthetic? Was Nicholas surprised and SR's response was I think Nicholas's parents have less of a negative reaction to a scar than he expected.
2: <laughs> so I think so too. I think in Nicholas's mind that was such, and under, understandably so, that was such a monumental, yeah. I, you um, know, I think he and scar- traumatic event, and I think he felt like he's so many reasons. He's scarred. He's damaged, mm-hmm. um, and I think he forgets the unconditional love of a parent. Um, and the fact that he's he's alive and he's okay, maybe uh, outweighed the uh, negative reaction to the scar. Right. And Lori thought it was very sweet that Rick was uh, being so kind. And Betty said that was a good question. I was glad Rick changed his mind about Acacia.
1: Yeah, I, I was too. It it, yeah. it gave him a bit more of a uh, a personality of, you know, a real human as opposed to being, you know, I don't give a fuck what you do.
2: Right. And, and, and that's, uh, Kenzie said, Rick, Rick kind of unsettled me at first. So I think it was nice to see that evolution in his, uh, in his characterization. True.
1: So Rick turns around and says, don't mention it. And then asked if he was uh, still going. And Nicholas told him he had to see it through. Rick, putting his hands in his jeans pocket, you know, told him it's the wrong move. He says, your girl needs you. You should stay here. Nicholas said, she doesn't need me. She left me. Rick told him he was the first person she asked for. Not food or water or a fucking doctor. She asked for you.
2: That's right. Yep.
1: And Nicholas told him that that he had spoken with Kate and she would be on the next floor flight from Paris with Acacia's cat and Rick turns around a fucking cat if that ain't love (laughs) then what is basically I love it so we, uh, we asked SR was Rick surprised at his own change of heart towards Acacia and SR said Acacia earned Rick's respect because of her courage and her resilience I think he realizes she and Nicholas have a special bond and that Nicholas has been unhappy without her. Yeah, probably. I
2: think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, evident. It's fairly evident. So I think he, I think he gets it now, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of didn't want to see that there was more to her than some superficial, um, physical reaction.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I think she. He was seeing her more in the. Um, the look of the uh, girl that they met in Santorini. Right. I think, you know, I forgot what her name is off the time my head, but I think it was, he was thinking it was more like that. So Nicholas told him what's done is done. And he had turned her father over to the Syrians. And in Acacia's eyes, he's a killer. And Rick reminded him that he was, the t- he was a terrorist. And he did what he had to do. But Nicholas as you know, it doesn't matter My intentions if my intentions are good. In her eyes, I took a life, and she's against killing. So take care of her, and Katie, he told her. And Rick nodded and with one last look, and he left.
2: Oh. Don't leave, Nicholas. Yes, as, as, as <laughs> when my, I read that, I kept saying, don't leave, stay, she needs you. As she my, needs you. As my friend Felicia would say
1: when I when we worked together, he's a sternod. I mean, he's very stubborn. Mm, I love it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Betty was saying that Rick probably thought Akasi was a gold digger initially. Probably. So, yeah. I you can know, see that.
1: And, you know, the fact that he's buying her these things. And I know Lapis... Lazuli, which I think the, the uh, necklace was made from, uh, mm-hmm. can run kind of, can run expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, and you, that's the jewelry side of it. I know that in artists, if they were, some some artists will, you know, make their own paints out of certain things, and mm-hmm. Lazuli is something that they'll use. And to buy it is very expensive. You know, I know when I take Phil to the art... Supply store, and he sees certain paints. I mean, he's paying for a tube that's maybe two ounces. He's sometimes paying thirty dollars for that tube.
2: Oh, and that's on the
1: cheap side. That's not on
2: the uh, art supplies are can be incredibly expensive, especially when they're using natural media, Mm -hmm. natural products like like uh, gemstones. Oh yeah. Betty, I'm laughing at Betty. Cue of the Titanic soundtrack where we all beg him, Come, Come back. And <laughs> Rick, Rick said, Rick's kind, ass- <laughs> <laughs> Rick kind of an asshole. And Kenzie said Rick is kind of an Eric is kind of an asshole, but he grew on me. So Yeah, I think because
1: I, Rick finally showed his human side.
2: Yes, I agree. He finally uh, showed his his humanity, humanity. Mm. so i love it yeah. oh it's such a good chapter i I, I really just thought it was it was brief but it was emotionally powerful and the fact that nicholas just thinks that he cannot um Make get it her, with her back because he already you know he knows that by sharing that information that it which led to the death of her father that mm-hmm. she killed, you know, she's going to view that as a killing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, he, I don't think fully realizes that he is needed. And she, she truly does want him
1: And And she does. And I mean, she even said in her thoughts that she was, you know, she'd done made a mistake.
2: Yes, as, far as, as Kenzie says, it was heart wrenching to read. Yes. So, oh, so good though. That's why SR such a great,
0: such a great
2: read writer, so. a great, great storyteller. Anyhow, so that
1: is where we've left off for this week. So we'll pick it up again next week, and hopefully yes. Acacia will be awake by then. You know. I know. Now,
2: <laughs> Kenzie. God as Kenzie writing. says, the god of writing.
1: God of writing. I love it. Donuts and coffee. And urban chariots. <laughs>
2: so, and don't forget the scotch.
1: Nope, can't forget the scotch. I like you know, I like Boy, I but love but it when sometimes when he comes out on Twitter and he says, you know, you you tell him you had a bad day. Pull up a chair. Can I pour you a
2: scotch? <laughs> <laughs> and bacon, Kenzie said. And bacon said. as well. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, Nicholas uh, needs to calm down and stay. Be there for Acacia. Yeah, well. I think you know Nicholas mind thinks that him, by being there, that he's going to upset her more because, you know, he did, did, he? they had such a fight before uh, she was taken. So... Uh. This was this was good, and I'm looking forward to talk. tower to talk. to talk. to talk. to talk. to Chapter fifty-three.
1: We just had a target repeat. Anyhow, Willie is playing with us again. So.
2: I love it. <laughs> More Scotchy. scotchy well, yeah, uh, uh,
1: Kenzie, he, Scotchy. Yeah, maybe he was calling a dog. Maybe he has named his dog Scotchy. If he has one. I love it. I. We don't know whether he I has know. one or
2: not. Mm-hmm. That might be a good question to ask him. I don't know if he. I don't know if he'd reveal that though. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wouldn't. No, probably I, wouldn't.
1: I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Just like Boo Boo wouldn't reveal it. <laughs> But in any event, so I'm. I think we yes. should let go. Let you all go. It's six o'clock our time, five o'clock in the mid Midwest, four o'clock Mountain, and three o'clock uh, Pacific right. time. And God knows what time it is in Italy. I don't have I think, I think. I think, I think <laughs> oh, by the way, Erica. Oh, by the way, Erica, uh, by the way, Erica, uh, by the way, Erica, uh, by the way, Erica uh, posted on, Erica E.L. James posted on Instagram, pictures of Santorini. Uh, so anybody wants to go out onto Instagram, look for Erica uh, at her pictures from Santorini. So I made a comment to her uh, through Twitter. Under the man in the black suit, are you meeting up uh, with Nicholas and Acacia? And I, you know, put, you know, hashtag the man in the black suit and the mister and all that kind of stuff. Just for fun. Anyway, so I'm going to leave you all tonight with a little bit of Frank Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim. It's the quiet nights and quiet stars. Have a good week, everyone.